Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Yeah, dude, you've got plenty of time to think of which one you think it is, because I, while I don't think it's cut and dry, I think there are, I, you and I might actually have similar thoughts on the same thing, but um, speaking of thoughts, Adam, you know what time it is. We're back for the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. We're Invasion by Will Buckley. <laughs> I knew it, I knew it. Thieves in our midst. Guys, welcome back to our next episode. Um, man, I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, is Adam Lane. We've got a uh, – it's here, man. Opus 7 is here. Uh, pre-release was this weekend. and um, So, you know, normally we just – you know, normally we just have a witty little intro, but I think we're just going to dive right into the news this week, my man. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, uh, Opus Seven pre-release uh, just happened, and uh, you know we got to do three of them. Yep. Uh, I was able to make it back for one Saturday night. That uh, we had one today, and then we kind of did a little makeshift one here in the afternoon because we we had the time, they had the kit, so why the hell not? Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, it's not as good as the last set by a pretty good amount. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think there's the summons are kind of a letdown, honestly, as far yeah. as in sealed goes. Like mm-hmm. I, I think. They're okay, but like, there's just not a lot of answers to a lot of things. Um, yeah. And the summons are pretty like mediocre at best. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. Oh, the, the Curtis invade. We're just getting invaded left and right. It's like um, NWO. Oh man, Curtis is back. Angie's back. Everybody, everybody's leaving their keys. Y'all wouldn't get far at all. <laughs> Y'all drive safe, okay? But yeah, there and like, but there aren't. It's not as bad as five, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of forwards that are just gonna like slam the game, like win you the game, like on the spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, Whereas Snow, Opus 5 had a lot of that. Snow's really stupid, yeah. but, like, he slowly kills you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the other guys, like, there just weren't many answers, and they were just going to keep swinging every turn. But I guess that's not too much different than Snow. But, like, I don't know. At least Snow's not, like, uh, because you have to play things other than Snow. Like, you have to have Snow and a forward, I mm-hmm. guess. But it doesn't have to be, like, the strongest forward because they're just going to dull anyways. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, it's not great. But it was still fun playing with the new cards. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I, I agree with you 100%, right? I, I, I think it just it didn't feel good. Like, I really feel like just playing this in limited, like it like the cards that are in here, when you look at it, in a, uh, granted, I guess I'm going to preface all this by saying this. I, this set clearly, clearly was not put together with limited in mind. Yeah, no. It was definitely put together with title in mind. At least I feel like it there, was. There are a few good cards like limited cards, in my opinion. Sure, um, a few, very, the very few. Mog, the Crystal Chronicles Mog. Yeah, that one, the Shantoto. Shantoto are really good, especially when you don't have to pay their color to mm-hmm. put them down, and then at that point they just play whatever yeah, color you Yuri's want. Yuri's a fantastic card to pull, uh, I think, in limited yeah, as well. Yeah, Yuri can lock you down. Galdus is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the standard unit Bard, I think, is insanely yeah, al- good. Also, if you get Shantoto and Mog and then the mixed color standard units, you get, like, all their procs. Yep. Uh, which can be pretty nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and those cards are kind of cool and limited because I feel like they're not going to shine as much in Constructed, but some of them are okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you said that too because what really, you know, I didn't play in this last one. I just got my kit and dropped. But, like, I looked to the left. I looked to my right. It just looked so vanilla. Like, I'm looking at, oh, look, you got a handful of standard units. You've got a handful of standard units. It's because the standard units are probably the better sealed cards for the most part. Oh, for sure. Because like for you got sure. got like the lords right, but they're all mono. Mm-hmm. And I I think I got one all like I actually got to play Ozma Dot once. Yeah. With all Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and most other times I was just playing it for the body. Yeah, I got to do um, Bagalvin a couple times. Yeah. Just but I had to like pitch like the few fire cards in my hand. Um, you know I don't I don't want to beat that dead horse. Uh, now, granted, one of the things I did like uh when I was playing when I was playing I was actually looking at like the potential constructed combos with some of the cards. I think constructed is going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of bus, like there's a lot of ideas that I have, and mm-hmm. I, I, I keep saying this, like I have a lot of ideas. Most of them are probably bad. Yeah, but I want to try Same. them. <laughs> Same. Um, and I mean, there are a lot of archetypes that are going to come out of this, and the old archetypes are still going to be good. Yeah, no, I agree. So I agree 100. Um, percent But yeah, um, how'd you end up doing in the couple pre-releases? I lost two games across all three. Sure. So sure. Pretty, pretty good. 
Cool, because I uh, I played three games in the first one. I was two and one, then I just left and went home. Yeah. Uh, second one, I went two and two, and then I didn't even play in the third one. Like I just, yeah. like I mean, you saw me when we played in the second one. I was like, don't care, you pick first or second. I'm not even gonna look at my hand. I'm I'm not mulligan. Yeah, I was X one X one undefeated yeah. in the three that I played. So yeah. I mean, I mean, even though it wasn't the most fun, um, Battlegrounds did a really good job here. Like, I don't know, it was a really good deal. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Ours were only, and the we kids got, were only twenty five dollars, and we got packed for a win. Yeah, and I put all my packs up with seven, so. I, I ended up winning, damn near a box. Ten, ten packs. Oh, it's only and ten. Like a okay, third, a third of a box. Okay, well, we're still. Well, no, I guess I got an extra pack for top yeah. four, so thirteen packs. Okay, so yeah, that's not bad. That's still good. It's still good value. On top of the packs that I got. Yeah, and you know, like I think the promo, I, you, you did get one pre-release kit yeah. with no promo in it. Uh, and I think somebody else got one with a, one pack, and they traded it back in and got it. Yeah, good. like I think one of the big things I know we've heard this kind of across the board that the the packs have been kind of weird. Um, like you know, we had a guy get one pack. We had you get no promo. But on the flip side, we've had one some that have two promos in it. We've had yeah. some that have like you know. I don't, I, I, not that you can't really guess what's inside the packs, but some boxes are having like, some kids have like one legendary, some have like four, yeah, five. I, well, I've seen it's pretty common to have like three or four, from what I've noticed in mm-hmm. this one. Um, I never got that, that didn't happen to me, but all my legendaries were foil. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Uh, one of mine was. I, I was unfortunate to only get one in each box, so I got like a foil Gallop, yeah. I got an Agrius, and a Jet. I got four total, but they were all foil. Nice. That's so. not terrible. That is not terrible. No. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, you know, I know everybody this weekend is pretty deep in their pre-releases, and you know, really starting to kind of get into the mode for Opus Seven. You know, Opus Six is definitely in the rearview mirror, um, which is good because coming up this our weekly this Tuesday, we're doing Opus Seven proxies. Yeah, I don't know what I'm playing yet. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty good idea of what I'm playing. Actually, I know exactly what I'm playing. Um, and then this weekend we've got the Soldier Series, which will be Opus Seven, and then the week after that is the Cauldron Cup, which. Again, that's a one that a lot of people are interested in. We should have a lot of out-of-towners for that. Uh, Tease just keeps improving the prize pool and just showing more stuff. Like it's, you know, the, the value you get for coming to this this tournament, I think, is worth just making the trip. I mean, for. yeah, it's, it's packed per win. I mean, sure, it's like twenty dollars entry. Well, and you get eight packs just for entering. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, yeah and it's eight packs open seven, right? Yeah. So yeah, you get yeah. new product. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. So if you're in the surrounding areas or you want to make the trip, please make the trip. It would, you know, it, this has the potential to be like the biggest Opus Seven, like the early Opus Seven event yeah, that might people be the can kind of. Seven event in general it depends on when. Uh, yeah, stuff no, that start is back very, up. very true. That is so very extremely it's not true. Unlikely that that's the case. Yeah, and then you know the wheels keep on. Well, I guess turning. you have worlds, right? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe that's big. I don't know, yeah. but this one could kind of show. You know, could shape some of that. Yeah. You never know. Not, not that I'm saying that. I mean, there's a lot of good players around here, so I, I would be doing this group a disjustice if I said that these people that are coming to this event are not on par with the the people that are playing in Worlds. Oh yeah. yeah. Like that be that would just be an asinine thing for me to say. Like there there's a great group, so you'll see some really sick decks. And then the week after that, we got the Nova Cup, the Supernova Cup. You know, that's going to be up in Northern Virginia. That's running the Euros, the two deck format, which. Turns out I know what two decks I'm playing for that, too. Yeah. So And depending on turnout on Saturday, we might stream. Yeah. But I think if we have to enter to, to keep it, like, a decent number, we'll probably just both enter. Yeah, yeah that's and that's fine. We could just, you know, record it, and yeah. we could, if you want, we do we want to set up the stream? Record, we'll figure we'll, it out. We'll talk we'll about play that it by here. But the Supernova Cup, we're, stream, we're planning on streaming, at least as of right now. Yeah, yeah. So unless something comes up. Yeah, so make your way to that. Get three great events lined up, and, uh, you know, we're going to we're gonna end the news on that. Throw my stack of papers off the desk, and let's uh, get our scotch. Um... We want to kind of just you know keep the meat. We, we we want to talk a lot about the meat of this uh, program this this week. Um, you know, like I said earlier, Opus Six is in our rearview mirror, and you know had some highs, had some lows, um, and we definitely kind of want to talk about that. I know when every set comes out, we typically review cards. We've done our set reviews, and we kind of want to just you know kind of just kind of give it a little retrospective, like a proper send off. Just talk about some of the cards that were very uh that kind of shaped the meta mm-hmm. some that you know we were like oh man this card's as good as i expected and some that were just like that maybe had potential but just ended up being duds yeah. so um let's start with uh adam you go go ahead and um oh, I, I, put me on the spot yeah i'm putting on the spot. Good, good cards yeah let's talk about the ones that really panned out to be what we expected so them to be for me and i'll what, what we expected them to be, or like yeah. we're better than we expected? Well, let's just well because there's a card that well, I slept on that I can that. think off the top. Well, go, go ahead, man. We're just gonna, we're just going to have a little discussion about Opus Six, man. Now that's behind so us. So I thought this card was going to be good, but it was really insane, actually. And that's Mog Eleven. 
Yeah. Um, and I played it a fair amount. Um, I thought it was going to be pretty average. Like, I mean, because, like, you have to run three cards, and you're going to S, right? But I, I didn't just think of the potential of, like, just holding stuff back and always searching for your answer. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up being really nuts, especially in Earthwind, because it's an 11 character. And you can search it with Sybil. Yep. Um, and I think that's what made it extra nuts. But I've played it outside of decks like that, and it's still mm-hmm. good. Um, and then you have an access to cards like Menphilia and Minor to just get them back after you, you know, potentially recycling your searches. Now, I agree with that. I, I remember when I saw that card, I thought the card was nuts just right off the bat. Yeah. The, being able to just pay two, tap, or because you, you pay two to play it, yep. S and tap, S search and tap. your deck for whatever you want. Like yeah. that's, that's, that's a very powerful tutor, and um, I think that card will continue to see play as long as, long as people are playing wind, that card will be a three of in those decks. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's even <coughs> more stronger in Earthwind. Maybe not necessarily mono win all the time, but you might still play it there. You got Chocomog too. Yeah. You can search it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of neat, car- a lot, a lot of um, neat utility there. Um, now, I know for me, the card that, you know, to me, I think was one of the most defining cards, if not the defining card of the meta, and that's Layla. Yeah. Yeah. I think Layla was a card that I know you were higher on it than I was because I didn't oh, know. Oh, I, I knew it was going to be good because Opus 4 Viking was already a really, a really good card. card, and I don't think it saw as much play as it should have prior yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And I played it in Monsters. Um, mm-hmm. I know a few other people played it in their Monster decks too. Um, and it was just it was already good. It was just a body that was going to block. You didn't care, mm-hmm. and it was going to draw your card. Yeah, absolutely. I think that card was really, really good. I I didn't really know how good it was going to be until I started playing it. And I remember, yeah, there was a a brief stint in Opus 6 where I was playing Mono Water Monsters, and like that thing was just like, it's just such a card advantage engine, and it made it turn, it made that that card in conjunction with Viking made Famfrit the best summon in the game. Yeah, Famfrit's insane. Um, and it definitely made it more insane. And then also, like, it's it's even more of a defining card than Mog 11 to me because mm-hmm. you literally don't build a water deck right now without those cards. Oh, 100%. And I, and I don't think you will for a very long time. So it's just too much card draw. And you get two, you get two bodies and you draw a card mm-hmm. for four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's... It's insane. It's just, the value is just so good. Yeah, and and really, fact, you're not even paying for because a lot of times you're paying for Layla with pitching. By the pitching Viking. Viking, yeah, which is really, really strong. Um, <clears throat> now, what's another one that's co- that comes to your mind that when you again start looking uh, at these I'll cards? I'll take another easy one. Squall. Oh, sure. Squall, <laughs> man. Squall kind of became like just really, really the card that gave Turbo just this this constant threat at all times of the game. When you can top deck an 8K first strike with haste, yep. Like it, it just and you know again uh, a moment in time where that's important. Where, you know, I was playing in the first LQ of the season, um, and Curtis swung out and he was like, "Oh my God, if you draw a squall, I just lose." Yep. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that that was a common occurrence across a lot of events, across a lot of where yeah. they they just don't. Ice they, has no business having haste. To be correct. Honest. No, no, one hundred percent. And then yeah, so you're not thinking about it because it didn't exist before that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and turbo was a thing, but this this card really just gave it, you know, yeah. that in conjunction with you know another. And yeah, I was gonna, Laguna. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'll, I'll actually segue into that. Like yeah. uh, I thought that card was just when you look at that thing upon like we both oh, were I like it was t- trash. Yeah, we were yeah. like that was trash. We were both like maybe in title and I didn't think of the implications with Gesper. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we and could I didn't think, think Squall was gonna be that good. I mean, I knew it was gonna be good, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was gonna be that good. Yeah, and, and we could thank the Canadian guys for that because they brought the, D, the that's where we first saw the DGS version of Turbo. They yeah. brought that to the event. And, uh, Jordan Dank won that event with that deck, and uh, his partner Jonathan. Um, also played the deck. Top and, eight, right? Uh, he made top eight. Yeah, he was my top thirty-two match. Uh, the first match in the day two cut. And, yeah, uh, I think he, he ended just up rolled Irving, over right? me. I think he yeah, Irving, he did because uh, the you know again speaking of Opus six, you know, and that's, it, again we're the, the segues keep coming because you know I know we we tested that deck with Irvin the night before. Mm-hmm. Another deck and another card that was important in Opus six was Yastola for Scions. That's what Irvin was on. Yeah, and you know it's crazy. It's like, I, she's a good card. She's mm-hmm. really good, but I don't think. She was as impacted. The deck was already obviously good because mm-hmm. I don't think she really put the deck over the top. Like I think it was just people weren't playing it enough yet mm-hmm. because like the the other cards I think are just better than her. She's just like okay, I'm winning mm-hmm. now. Deal with this too. Well, that and I think there was the other card from Opus Six. Trial was the best Scion that yep. they printed in Opus Six because they gave him an Earth backup that was permanent. It didn't break itself. Yeah. It stayed there, and that was 
In Opus 5, that was Scion's problems. All your forwards were Earth except for Thancred. And it was an Earth's backup Scion. Yeah, that, that because, was so important. Yeah, yeah so. Actually, yeah. I, I think Cryo was probably more impactful than you still I, I would agree with that, too. Cause but it, they were both impactful, obviously. Oh, yeah. Because so. the, the deck became a Tier 1, and I, I think moving forward it will still be a, a, yeah. t- a Tier 1 deck. I don't know if it's been knocked down a peg by anything, but I think the addition of Coral and Opus 7 yeah, make Coral's it. Yeah, going to be good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Going down the list here. What's um? Well, you know, we, we've talked about some highs. Let's talk about one that maybe you wanted to be impactful but wasn't. Uh, well, I guess Furion. Yeah. And it's not that he's a bad card because I don't think he's bad. Mm-hmm. I think he suffered from the fact that his element's just not that competitive. At least it wasn't. I'm not yeah. sure going forward. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, there wasn't much fire. In a lot of it, so Rebels was like his shine time to shine, I guess, and he yeah. was good there. Yeah, and we saw we speaking of Rebels, but really we, it was Guy. Guy was the reason that that yeah. deck was good. That was what Wellsbockers were winning with. Like, it, yeah. I mean, Furion was good. Mm-hmm. You know, breaking a Thordon is nice, and playing it for two CP is great. But Guy is the wall. Yeah, like Guy was what was winning you games, not really Furion. Yeah, because so he much. was sometimes on average he'd be what an eleven, twelve K three drop that you could Phoenix back in, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, that deck was really, really neat. I think I agree with that. I, I wish that they could have been more, and I, I think that. That rebel engine could have gotten more, and I, mm-hmm. I think they were left. They were just left. There was just too much left on the table for them, unfortunately, yep. and that's a shame. Um, you know, since we're sticking with fire, I think another card that, um, while I while I think it has become a staple in fire decks, I don't think uh, Katuna had the impact that the fire players were really so were hoping think, it was going to have. I think that card is great. It's probably, I do too. It's probably the best fire card. In that set, I agree. I agree with that 100. Um, I think it suffers even more than Furion from the fact that Fire just wasn't very yeah competitive. Mm-hmm. So you're not you didn't really see it much at, in events. Um, but I, I think that it's, you're really hard pressed to find a deck that's predominantly Fire that doesn't have two of that card in it. Oh, I agree. If you want to make it competitive, mm-hmm. so while I, I agree that like it, it was definitely like not seen, I don't think it's because it was. Bad. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it also it made uh, Brynhildr a playable card again. Make Brynhildr great. Yeah, AK yeah, <laughs> yeah. off the uh, with that AK out. AK off the burst. Yeah, for three. Um, so let's see another card. Let's go go down the line here. Um, another card that I think was. What am I trying to say here? Well, I mean, I guess I I can take one. I guess that yeah, I don't, a lot I, of people were high on. I wasn't super high on it, but like. And I think it suffers because Turbo is the predominant ice yeah. deck. Uh, Kazoo's backup. Kazoo's are the big one. Yeah. Oh man, we love that card. I, I, I was I was actually listening to again. I was listening to some of our older podcasts. We could talk about some of these cards and dude, we went nuts over Kazoo's. Yeah. I mean, I never thought he was like gonna because he's five, right? I think yeah. he's just a fair card. Oh, extremely fair. Um, and Tempo just didn't really like the, the closest thing to Tempo Ice was Earth Ice that we saw a lot of this mm-hmm. meta, mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't because of that card that's true so that is very extremely true um let's see um some super impactful opus six cards were the crop of final fantasy seven summons oh, that we got well yeah well i mean we're forgetting ramu ramu yeah, yeah, was in we'll, our initial yeah, list well, well we'll lump that in with uh was, I, I wanted to do that whole package because um titan ramu and leviathan and leviathan were all extremely good cards uh Neo Bahamut kind of meh. Yeah, not good. Yeah, it's uh yeah that that card just isn't good. No. Um and the other Bahamut, but I think that was from Mobius, I believe. It, it might yeah yes the, I the, think so. Yeah, which yeah it I, might it might get its time to shine. I, I, with Noctis, I I think so too. Um, but yeah, like Ramu was just a game changer. Like Ra- Ramu made tricolor monsters like it it made. It uh, made that deck a yeah. lot less scary to play well, against. While we're on that subject, there was another as advertised card, and that was a Stunian. Yeah. yeah, that card was as good as advertised. Yeah, uh, a lot of people were call- saying that card's a little overrated. It might be slightly overrated, mm-hmm. but it's still good. No, no, it's, it's still a threat um, that has to be dealt with the minute he hits the board. Yeah, I mean, in mono lightning decks, I mean, what mono lightning decks have you seen that don't that don't have at least two of that guy? It's true, and make King of Bermesia a relevant, you know, constructed card again. Yep. I mean, um, Jeremy uh, qualified. Yeah. Three Estenians in his deck, and he had Freya's. Yeah. And yeah. wasn't he running Kane as well? Speaking of another card that. I don't remember if he was running Kane or not, but he might have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I still think. I, I think my point held up about Kane. I, yeah, think he was, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree because I liked uh, And I think you and Steven kind of hit it on the head in practice where you play Kane. 
they bait that you know, like that that's you're literally baiting out your opponent's emperor. They're you're baiting out their Camelot something. Yeah, you better to, be able to prevent the ousted follow up. Ex- exactly, and and that's that's typically what separated the good players from yeah. the average players. Like and then Zemus, you just keep bringing back a nine k. Exactly. Good, so exactly. So I, I think Mono Lightning was very very solid for you know a good portion of um, Opus Six. Um, oh, uh, Sid too. Oh yeah, well, we're, we're getting. We're, oh, yeah, we, I guess we forgot that when we were talking about rebels because yeah. I'm just kind of going. I'm, the list is kind of jumbled here because we're just kind of going off the cob. But uh, I think Sid Two might have been the most relevant card in that rebel engine. Yeah. Sid Two is really good. I think he's his own engine almost. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he, he's absolutely good enough by himself. And we saw you know Jordan Dank do again uh, playing Wind Water Standard uh, Units. There's which, another card we forgot too. Zidane. Oh yeah, oh we're, oh, we're coming up to it. Don't worry, yeah. he's 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 on the list. Um, so. You know, Sid 2, if we're being honest about a card, I know we saw that card, we are like, wow, this thing's really good. Yeah. But he, that card just says tap for two, tap, gain two CP and shuffle your yeah, deck. Yeah, of any card that's in your, gain two CP of any element in your deck, basically. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's it's a very powerful card. And like I was saying, we saw Jordan Dank actually use that engine to just extreme, just just super efficiency. Yeah, Wellsbacher was probably the first people to use it yeah. properly. Yeah, Gen Con, they sure yeah. were. They and sure then, were. yeah, Jordan Dink's deck was also really good. Yeah, yeah. that card's extremely I, I strong. I remember when I rated that card, I was like, I know this card is good, and uh, but I'm not going to be the one that figures out how to use it properly. Uh, and yep. then when I saw the, Wells, the way the Wellsbacher used it, I was like, okay, that's the right way to use the card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jordan Dank narrowed it down to two elements, but it was still really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I really like the Wellsbachers. Like, they just had enough earth to play Shantoto. Yeah. So, basically, if you drew her, mm-hmm. he helped pay for Shantoto, which oh, was yeah. really good. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and then while we're in those, you know, that same element, um, you know, talking again about Jordan's Nationals deck, uh, there was a big – there was a card in there that had a big impact on the deck, a 4CP uh, a 7K legendary from Wind. Um, you know, Zidane. Zidane was really, really powerful. Um, it was so weird that, like, I don't know, like, people, I, I know initially, like, we were like, people People thought he was really good, but they were worried about him, like, impeding on, like, stepping on the feet I, of the other one, I who's was, also still really good. Yeah, I, I think when I initially rated him, maybe I'm wrong in remembering, but um, I think I said that I knew he was good, but I was worried that he was going to be overrated. Right. Um, no, for sure. I, I I felt the same way. I was like, I he just dodged a removal. I think I was wrong, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he was just good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's overrated. I think right now mm-hmm. he's the best card named Zidane. That could change. Mm-hmm. But right now I think he just – the other, the three CB Zidane gives you immediate value. Mm-hmm. and the, But this Zidane is a little bit riskier, but it's like – Way more upside. Oh yeah, like they, they need to answer him with like Aramu, a Brynhildr, like he because yeah. he can't be targeted by abilities, and he like, you have to have a summon to answer him like immediately, or he will start stripping your hand. Yeah, Zidane is an extremely powerful card, and you know a lot of you saw a lot of people playing him like on turn one, turn two, like really getting like just making that threat known right off the bat and forcing you to have an answer early because he if he got going. He was really hard to come back from. Yeah, so. he could he could like he could lock you out of the game. I mean, you got like Colin's deck, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, you go like turn if you're on the the draw, you can go like Zidane, Fat Chocobo, Haste Chocobo. Yeah, and then like I mean, you had to have an immediate answer. Like you can't draw into it. You have to pitch straight from your hand at yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. So. It's tough. Like it is really really tough to come back from, and you know. You know, we're um, getting. I mean, I, while we're on wind and card and overrated cards too. Well, I mean, we can go back to overrated cards. Paul. Yeah, Paul was one that we we all definitely hyped up. We were like, wow, that guy swings for six every turn, and turns out he, you know, he he might have he popped was just up too here easy there. to deal with. I think he also like. I still think he's okay, mm-hmm. um, but he got punished by the fact that people started teching to beat Turbo anyways. Yeah, and he, he was just kind yeah. of a, a he just victim. got hit by all that removal that yeah. they teched in to beat Turbo. Yeah, he was a victim of the fallout of playing, playing against uh, Turbo for sure. Yeah. Um, other cards, you know, we were kind of talking about, you know, uh, you know, we were talking about Zidane and Chocobo, like these card combinations. I think one of, you know, we mentioned Renoa earlier, uh, another card that she... Oh, and was, Nidhogg as well. Yeah, I, as well mention yeah, that I was going to say, that's what, that's what I was saying. Nidhogg yeah. became – we saw Nidhogg. We knew he was good. We were like – and we said the same thing. If you could pay the nine for him. Yeah, it turned out it's really easy when you play in Layla Viking. Exactly. So, like, it all kind of comes together. And, you know, have, having access to Renoa in that deck. Um, 
made you were allowed you to get multiple you know uses out of it. You know, made, it turns out made devout like a three of in a lot of oh, days. Oh, exactly. And turns out when you when you have a restoration angel in a game that isn't really a, it's a very powerful powerful effect in this type of game, right? Mm. And you know that was kind of a when I say it was a new archetype. Ice water has been played before. It's it played Nobus Four. It's played Nobus Five. But this was a completely different deck. It yeah. was you know you, you played a lot of stuff that allowed you to abuse Renoa. You were, some decks ran three Nidhogs. Um, obviously, it was three Layla Vikings. You got multiple Genesis Sid Reigns. Genesis Avatar came out of everybody's just bulk binders and just back pages of their rare binders and became a three of in a lot of decks. Yeah. People were cutting good Genesis out of the deck for yeah, that card. because of the potential with Renoa. Exactly. It, it was a board wipe. It yeah. was... That combo solved the problem that Ice Water had in previous iterations. Yeah. If you go wide on it, you're, you're, you're in trouble. This combo made it where if your opponent overcommitted, they were probably just dead. Yeah. So that was a really neat one. Uh, trying to go down the list here. What else we got going White on? Mage. Uh, White Mage. White Mage, because I know um, early on the... Um, Orianje Mill deck was still around. It kind of yeah, it's good you know, against it, the Renoa stuff too. It, it is, it is. Um, Recursion was very, very big, and uh, the two CP White Mage for Wind was very, very good at shutting off a lot of that. There were sometimes that if you, if you, you know, kind of won the matchup roulette and you played against a deck that was recursion heavy, you slammed White Mage. You could have, you may have just won on the spot sometimes because they were trying for the Layla Viking player. Like, nope. Or the Renoa, the Renoa, um, you know, they're devout the Renoa back in. You're like, nope. There was just a lot of things that you could do to stop those combos from going off with that one card. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was a really, really solid card. Um, I feel like we're forgetting about an Earth card, right? We didn't mention any Earth. Well, here, well, here's the thing. Did, um, outside of Earth Ice, did Earth really? Um, let's talk. Well, let's talk about the state of Earth in Opus Six. It was. Um, well, we had Earth Wind. Well, Earth Earth Wind was still fine, and Earth Wind, other than maybe a card or two, was still the same deck it was in Opus Five. You got Mog. You yeah. got. Um, Mog was the big one. Zidane was a good addition. Um, usually, it ran one Minfilia. Yeah, White Mage sometimes was in mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it, it became a lot. You know, as more cards came, as this set came out, that deck became a lot more of a toolbox, right? Yeah. So, and um, try to remember what the other Le- Earth Legendary even was. It was Minfilia and I don't even remember now. Yeah, Minfilia and something. Yeah, and, and that just shows you, like, right, some of the, some of these cards were not as again, like Opus Six was a was a, a decent set, but I thought I was, it was pretty good. And I, for limited, it was extremely good. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a great thing to talk about. This set for limited or Opus Six for limited was absolutely. You could tell it was made for limited. Yeah. It was absolutely fantastic, and I know obviously you had a really good run that you finished second at the uh, Sealed Crystal Cup at Gen yeah. Con. Um, yeah, like your pool was absolutely fantastic. It was hard to have a bad pool, I think, in that set. I agree, I agree, especially because um, if you had nine I mean, packs to choose from, like the set was small. There were obviously bombs. There were oh, obviously yeah. bombs. Nidhogg's a bomb. Kane mm-hmm. was a bomb. Paladin's a bomb. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, and there, there are more than that too. Like you get both goal wings. That's crazy. Yep. Um, but, like, a lot of cards are pretty playable, mm-hmm. um, with the exception of a few. Like, you stole those, not great. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, at least she's an AK with Brave. Yeah, yeah. And the summons, I feel like, just made it really good because you had tons of answers. Mm-hmm. They're all different answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, even the cards like Hades and Doom Train weren't terrible. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I agree. It was decent removal. Um, yeah, Alcid backup was really strong. Militancy oh, Coral was no, really strong. Those were great, great limited cards. And what was really neat was these cards. They felt, they did absolutely feel fantastic. Um, and now, you know, again, we, we, we're, we're kind of going through an ebb and flow here. We're hitting some highs. We're hitting some lows. I, I think as when we start you know, talking about another low, um, another card that people were really excited about and really excited to brew, brew around but never really, was never really able to get off the ground was Garland. Yeah, I kind of knew that that wasn't going to be good enough. I, I figured. He has no princess in color. Mm-hmm. The knight deck was already had two defined colors, so then you're splashing him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and he's not really, he just, he doesn't really do well in his own element. I mean, his, his two S's are nice, but like. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, like, I just felt like anytime you tried to do something with him, it felt too slow. It felt too clunky. He just yeah, seemed like, he very six, much, yeah. So, or yeah, he's six, right? Yeah, he's a six drop, yeah. Yeah. So 
So. Just not good enough. But uh, another big drop that was good enough that was a legendary, uh, the Kuja. The new Kuja yeah. I thought was fantastic enough. You see him, and sometimes you would see him, and sometimes you wouldn't. Some ice water decks mm-hmm. played him. A lot didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not bad, but he's pretty expensive but he's recurrable right and you could break your like the backups that you know once you've gotten the use out of them like your gestalt and sids your conjurers like all these backups mm-hmm. that once you got the value out of them you were done yeah um so i thought he was a high if we want to keep the you know keep the roller coaster going yeah, to me he's like a medium but yeah yeah Oh, you're you're, ta- you're taking the little hill. You're yeah. you're getting there. Yeah. You're heading for the straightaway. Um, but you know this straightaway here. We're talking about another uh, card that was kind of disappointing, and that was uh, Yuna. Yeah, I mean, I kind again, I kind of knew she was kind of bad too, mm-hmm. just because like at first I wasn't very excited about the goings, and then when I saw the Earth Wind mm-hmm. build of it, I was like, okay, this is pretty good, but like I still don't care about Yuna. Right. Um, because yeah, if you get if you get Riku Pain out, like not much in the games messing with that. You need a straight up untarget board wipe. You need like Zodiac. You need yeah. Shantoto. Mm-hmm. And they can do that turn one. Oh yeah. Uh, and I've seen it when games that people here play it. So like, mm-hmm. it's it can be pretty tough if you're on the receiving end of that. Well, that and also the fact that Famfrit just yeah. became like the most popular summon. Turns out they can't stop Famfrit when yeah. the when the whole yeah, game's out. Yeah, Famfrit is very good against that board. Yeah, because they have to lose one of them no matter what. Exactly, and um, you know, and that's just more so the pain Riku, which I thought were fine, but coming down the home yeah. stretch again, people okay. just went right back to yeah. the old pain. The again, other- they're pretty medium. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, because the old pain, and, it, I mean, Rare, you know, shined in this format. I agree. Lot. I agree because yeah. the only thing better than Fanfrit is a Fanfrit that costs two yep. instead of three. Yeah. Um, another legendary that was, you know, and this one was kind of one that, you know, we, we actually had a lot of talk about this one. Uh, we're talking about Forward Maria. Yeah. I, again, I think she's pretty medium. I mm-hmm. played her. Yeah. And and you um, did, you, she did what you needed her to do. Yeah. But like yeah, but I wouldn't say she was like some amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. You got to put this in your Earthwind deck yeah. all the time. But like, she was good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did some things that people don't think about a lot. Oh yeah, because people aren't really playing against her a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's terrible or any. Like I think she's just medium. I I feel like if I had to rate her in Kuja, they'd be like around the same area. Sure, Kuja might be a little bit. Above I, I, her. I'd probably give Kuja the nod instead. Yeah. And uh, the other Earth legendary, um, I'm down here on the list. I found it. It's a uh, Leo. Oh, yeah. I was really excited about that going into the set because, you know, I was still wanting tricolor monsters to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, maybe he was going to be good. Oh. Then you had, like, the Arion J Mill decks that are, like, four color, and you're like, okay, maybe that's good in there. And you just never had room for him. Yeah, he always just felt kind of extra, yeah. if that makes any sense. And now maybe maybe moving down the line because uh, there's a lot of people, you know, I think an Opus 7 three-color standard units is – potentially a very viable deck and he may have a home there yeah i mean also with, with turbo it kind of makes you not want to play even two color decks yeah it's true um so you can just draw dead sometimes yeah if you draw two elements and you don't have the backups in play mm-hmm. to play the one you need uh one dead draw can lose you the game against that deck mm-hmm. like one if you draw two cards and you can't play anything that turn and they already have like gesper online mm-hmm. absolutely it's just lights out absolutely so. And, you know, the set was relatively small, and I think, you know, when you start looking back at it, um, you know, the impact cards, we, we, we kind of went over them. There wasn't, there wasn't much that, you know, that we, did, that we missed as far as, you know, you know, as far as, like, commons and uncommons go. You know, we covered all the summons because, you know, Titan, Ramu, and Leviathan were all excellent. Um, the other ones were just, like, good limited summons. Yeah. Hades and, and Doom um, Train. Like that. Speaking of a, a rare, a rare that we were talking about, that I remember we uh, we saw it the morning we woke up at Kansas City and lost our minds. Oh, Thornton, and, yeah, pretty average. Yeah, that card ended up being extremely average just because yeah. it cost too much. Mog is better. Yeah, Mog is just a better card, and again, we're we're living in a turbo world where you're not paying five for it. You're just not, and you know, the, yeah, that's fine on a burst, but you're probably going to lose whatever card you get anyway. Yeah, so. Now, with that being said, you know we've co- we've covered some cards here. We've, we're just kind of sitting back having a you know casual discussion about Opus Six. What were your thoughts on the meta as a whole during Opus Six? Um, I, I'd be Com- lying if I compared said compared to now. We'll, we'll let me let me preface it like this or say it like this. Com- obviously, you know, coming from Opus Five into Opus Six, you know, with that with that as kind of like a benchmark, how I, did you feel the meta was? I so toward at the beginning, it was a lot of cool i mean yeah turbo existed at the beginning mm-hmm. but it wasn't what it is now um mm-hmm. so you were still seeing a lot of other things science was still really strong then a lot of people were playing science because that was like the new hot and this kind of thing mm-hmm. to play uh, people were experimenting a lot 
but I felt like it got pretty stale. Um, but it wasn't bad, like too bad stale. Like I don't like Turbo. I think Turbo kind of limits deck building. Yeah, because I know I was I I was on that deck the the day yeah, the set. It's dropped. really good. Yeah. Yeah, but like it, it does limit other decks. Like you can't play anything super greedy control because then you're just gonna auto lose to that. Yeah. It's and true. there wasn't really a lot of control decks to begin with that you need to put put in greedy cards mm -hmm. to beat. Earthwind was like the most controlly deck you could play, and the only reason that that was playable is because it had good answers to Turbo as far as yep. forwards were concerned. Mm -hmm. um, you had Ice Water. It, it became down to it came down to like really it was like four to five really good decks. Mm -hmm. There were a few on the fringe too. Right. Um, and I mean, you know, it's Turbo, Earthwind, uh, Water, Ice, Wind, Water. Mm -hmm. And this is probably, in no order. Probably Mono Water Fasoya up there yeah. as well. That, I, that was coming down the whole stretch. I would probably put Mono Lightning above that as far as like our region is concerned. Sure. I think Mono Water Fasoya is really good in a two-deck format. Mm -hmm. But that's assuming that you're also not playing Wind Water. Mm -hmm. um, and because maybe your other deck is Wind Earth or something sure, like sure, that. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but I think those are the big ones. And then the others, obviously, like pretty fringe ones. Like like the Mon like Mono Water Fasoya is good. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we had a Wind Ice deck in top eight at Worlds. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you can't do it, but it was pretty. I think it was pretty defined. Like I think going into nets, we kind we pretty much knew what to expect as right. far as decks were gonna go, mm -hmm. and we weren't wrong. No, no, absolutely, absolutely. There were uh, scions. I forgot scions in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think scions is definitely in there. So like th those were. Like, I feel like if you went to any event, that was uh, that was what you were seeing. Now, as far as like these fringe decks that came out of nowhere, my favorite one was probably the water lightning deck. The uh, yeah, and that was pretty that late. Taylor I mean, Taylor. Yeah, and. And we kind of, that was an archetype we looked into going into Nats, so we mm -hmm. kind of looked at but it wasn't, we didn't really build a whole lot of stuff. Like, we were kind of, we knew that that could be like a fringe, something that could surprise people. Mm -hmm. uh, and it obviously did. Mm -hmm. He made a pretty fight, I mean, he got top four at the LCQ, and then he got made, he made top, day two. Yeah, he made yeah. day two. Yeah. He played well. Um, and the deck is good. It's a good deck. I'd, I wouldn't consider it, like, up there with the other ones, but... It's definitely I'd, really viable. I'd put that on the same tier, and you know, I know I said earlier that Mono Earth didn't really see much, but you had that big doofy Mono Earth deck where yeah, they ran all the bursts and right big around there, yeah. I'd put those all of in the same. Now that that deck was built specifically yeah. for Turbo. Yeah, it was California's answer to Turbo. Exactly. Yeah. So. So yeah, the meta was. I'm I'm, I'm that, glad to see it go. I mean, that's the thing. Like, we all these decks were viable, so it's obviously like balanced. But it, to me, it did get stale. Yeah. A it, bit. And Opus 5 never felt as stale as mm -hmm. Opus 6 did. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not to say that Opus 5 was that much better, really. Right. Well, yeah, because I, I think, you know, I, I don't want to step too far back in time because I think Earthwind was getting a little out of control in Opus 5. It's still good. I mean, Turbo yeah. checked it a little bit, but yeah. like, it's still really good. It's true. It's true. Monsters kind of checked it in Opus well, 5. Yeah, well, yeah, Monsters was kinda, you know, really big kinda. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there, there, there's, there was a lot there, and I, I do agree with you when you say the meta was pretty much solved. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty evident in Nats because if you, I, I would love to have seen a meta breakdown like of, of how many were yeah, on each deck. Hopefully, going forward, we can get some stuff like that because I am interested in those numbers. I am too. I am so. too. Because now we're entering into a whole new, just a whole new, just world, as it were. You know, cue the Aladdin theme here. Um, you know, Opus Seven is here. People are brewing. Um, you know, I, I think now we can say goodbye to Opus Six. I, I think a lot of the cards yeah. that we mentioned, the highs are still going to be played. Yeah, we're not really saying goodbye to much, to be honest. We're really not. Yeah. We're we're saying hello to these good cards being good, yeah. the bad cards being stuck in your box like they're going to be, or they're just going to be, you know, yeah. just giving away to your stores as bulk. Oh, John Cena! Oh man, it's John Cena! But um, yeah, and I guess I mean if you, that could lead into. We wanted to talk about like that was for you, Cody. Our cards <laughs> that in this set that like we think are gonna do good, right? Yeah, that, that's what obviously I want. we're still gonna do our card set reviews. Yeah, stuff. yeah, we're gonna do our set reviews. But I think the last thing we're gonna talk about, you know, we are crunched for time. We do our stores getting ready to close after doing the pre-releases. But we want to uh, two things. One, when you read this or watch this on YouTube or SoundCloud, comment on. I want we want to hear your comments, right? We want to know what cards you thought were really good in Opus 6, what cards were really bad, what cards you were right about, maybe a card you were dead wrong about. You know, let us know what cards you think, you know, define the meta or just we're not good enough. So what we're doing is we're going to pick one card from each element, the card that we think is going to have the most impact in in this meta. So 
I'll, I'll let you start. We'll we'll start with fire. Oh, well, I, I think this is easy. We probably have the same answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aegis. Yep. I think it's the best fire card in the set. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I know you're gonna probably you have more to say about Aegis than me, I'll pick a different one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Varuna's really good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Varuna's um, really there's solid. There's like this like set of like flip monsters kind of. Mm-hmm. So they become they become like permanent forwards, and I mm-hmm. think he's the best one just because he only costs two. Uh, it's really easy to get him activated, and then he's mm-hmm. an AK with Brave. Yep. Um, so I think he's really strong. Yep, and uh, keep in mind if you're playing like the Fire Water Guardians deck and you're running the backup Waka, he is a 10 character, yeah. so you can make him a 9K. Yep. Um, um, and you, you said mine. I actually I do think Aegis is the best fire card. Um, Aegis, Aegis, whatever. I, I pronounce it Aegis. It just yeah. feels better. You know, I'm not really sure the proper. Uh, Aegis Reflector. <laughs> um, I think that card is just it's what it can do for a just for warriors of light in general and b the fact that the two drop it gets is not restricted by color that opens up him being in a lot of you know fire x decks i think he's great in fire ice i think he's great in fire earth because that's that's kind of what i'm running in but there's being able to go like aegis soul soul's immediately a 7k haste brave coming in like that feels really really good uh, being able to go like, again, Aegis Sid Reigns, um, Aegis um, Hell, that's it's any two drop in the game. Like, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. It's it's really really strong, and he's on curve, and the fact that he's a warrior of light is what also makes him extremely relevant. Mm-hmm. So I think he's a great card. Um, speak, uh, you know, since we mentioned water earlier, we'll go right into water. What card do you think for that will be the most impactful? So I want it to be Halicarnassus. Mm-hmm. And I think Halicarnassus is really good. Um, and I, I I, think she might be the best card Water got this set. Sure. I don't think Water got anything really super insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she has potential. Uh, sure. if, if any kind of Garnet deck is good, mm-hmm. maybe Menwoosie's play. That was mm-hmm. a legendary that we didn't really talk, touch yeah, too much Yeah, well, that's how forgettable he was, um, unfortunately. But her effect is strong. Both effects are strong, and she's on curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would probably be my pick. Yeah. Believe it or not, I'm going to keep riding the Warrior of Light Train. The the card I think that's going to have the most impact. It's such a weird one, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be extremely wrong. I love that 7-drop Sarah backup. Man, I wish it wasn't 4 or less, and it could target Light. But, I mean, maybe that's too good. Yeah. Because I, just the fact that like you could be, it, it opens up a lot of deck construction. Because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now, I think there are several variants of Warriors of Light in this set that you can play, and they all be very strong. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that says you can't play that with like one Earth Wall and just slam that into play. Um, that's the, I, I do agree with you. My initial pick was actually I, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her name. Halicarnassus. Halicarnassus. The Imaginarium of Halicarnassus. I only know that because it was a, it was also a Boston 14. Okay, cool. So I think that card is really, really good, and I agree with you. It is the best fire card. But for the sake of keeping things different, I, I really like that seven drop Sarah back up. Mm-hmm. I think she's neat, and also like for context of needing warriors of light and play, like for Soul and Dusk, uh, she counts for that. Yep. So I think I think that's a good card, and I think I think warriors of light are going to be the big thing in this set. But you no, know, I could I could ramble all day about what I think about those. Uh, we'll go to win next. Uh, wind for me is probably Chalinka. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably going to be the best archetype that comes out of Wind, whatever decks you mm-hmm. play with Yuri, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't really have my hopes too high on Wind, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I, if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick her. I want it to be Condor. Sure, Condor has a lot of upside. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you're going to be hard pressed with the current decks to get mm-hmm. to the point where he's insane. Sure, sure. Uh, for me, the win card I'm picking is uh, I'm gonna pick Dorgan. I'm gonna go ahead and pick that one as uh, you you probably expected me to. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, I think that card's really really good. I and I agree with you. I think you know I, I think you said it best yesterday. We're both saying the same thing. You're just being nicer about it. Um, I think the card is really really good. I think it's gonna be a it's it's gonna be an, an, uh, like a high IQ card. Like no using pe- two pe- if two people are using that card right and the better player is using it, they will know how to use it in the right situation at the right time more so than the average player and i think that's what's going to make or break that card yeah i'm just worried the risk the risk for me is too high sure sure and, and i can understand that for a lot of people i i think he's i think he's just a good card and he, yeah. the he upside can, is there he can like uh what's the word i'm looking for that i can't think of right now but like he can just like steamroll a game i guess yeah. like if he comes out early enough and they don't get the answers they need yeah he's a huge tempo player. he can keep removing things yeah but I agree. If the second he dies oh and they just here's five forwards yeah enjoy yeah it's just bad 
Um, and I mean, maybe you could just use them just to play them and then remove one thing and win the game, and that's decent. Mm-hmm. As long as they can't just like remove them right back. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. Like in pre-release when uh, he, uh, Jimmy removed three of Ethan's fours and he flips the Ifrit on EX burst. On the fifth it's like point of damage. Yeah. Yeah. It's like sweet. I get all my guys. Yeah, and back. pre and pre-release is really good because yeah. not much kills him. Yeah. Um, Insane in pre-release. But yeah, in, sta- in standard, I think just too many things hit him. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's a really cool card. Like yeah. I think he's cool. I agree. Now, uh, let's see, moving right along, let's talk about Lightning. Uh, Lightning's tough. Probably. So, we're best card, like, if I'm talking about from a meta perspective, it's mm-hmm. probably Coral. But yeah. Coral's kind of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to see the most play. Sure. If I had to pick one that I hope it is, it's probably X-Death. Sure. Uh, he's expensive, but for good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you play him as your last backup probably gonna get something pretty good yeah um and it's from both break zones mm-hmm. so i, I, I want to pick x-death but i think it's probably gonna be coral sure my pick for lightning is actually the one cp ramza i think that guy has all the right oh, moves actually can, let me change my answer sure. i'm sorry seymour dude yeah, yeah, yeah let me, seymour you yeah, forgot yeah i'm sorry i forgot seymour. seymour yeah i i think i think seymour's the best lightning card well principal skinner himself i yeah. love it yeah no he's a great card i think he's a fantastic yeah. card and the fact that his s can just kind of just happen on the turn you use his ex burst, um, but yeah, that's a good card. Um, and I'm I'm still sticking with Ramza. I think the fact that he can go from he he can kind of be your build your own forward essentially. Um, you can pay one for him, which also makes him a fantastic Zemus target when he dies. The fact that he costs one, mm-hmm. and the fact that you can just pay one, and he he kind of builds up on curve on his way up. He could be a four drop eight K with all the keywords if you just pay the one, then pay three extra, and then. Or if you just need the haste, pay the two extra. If you just need the first strike for something, pay, you know. Like, I think that card has a lot of upside. And I think he fits I think he fits into that deck very, very well. Yep. Um, just the mono lightning shells, I think he's absolutely great. Yep. So, moving right along, we've got Earth. Uh, it's probably going to be Noctis. Yeah. Um, there's some few other strong cards. I think Kryle and Gallif are good cards. Mm-hmm. But I think Noctis is going to be the most impactful. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be trying them too. Yep, Noctis is my pick, but for the sake of doing something different, uh, I'm going to say Kryle again. Going back to the Warriors of Light, I think the fact that she can, if you're playing multicolor Warrior of Light deck, the fact that now you can pitch any pay for summons with any CP is huge, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like a baby Graviton. Yeah, she just whenever you cast a summon, pick a dude and boop, yep. they get a thousand, which it, in the Warrior of Light decks is very relevant. You can also like discard Ultima High Seraph to make her untar like untar- yeah. by abilities. Yeah, that's and that's really let's really you, strong. Let's you get rid of light cards. Yep. Yeah, I think she's a very very strong card. And let's see. Now I guess we'll we'll kind of lump the light and dark cards together. Well, um, we, did, we didn't do. Did we, we miss element. Like uh, we ice. Snow. We missed yeah. ice. Yeah, we missed ice. Uh, I mean, the obvious answer is snow, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say goblin. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say gremlin. I'm gonna 100% say gremlin. I think just I. Th- testing it in turbo it, it actually felt really good playing against curtis today yeah. when i got it off because it was just like it, it, it slows it slows that fat like the those really fast i think in the mirror match it's really good it is because it'll slow their you'll you'll, you'll step that thing yeah. right in front of squall in a heartbeat but i think if you're playing against something else that's dropping big dudes it's not as good because it's like one c one k short just of like what you want it to be yeah i agree against those decks but like yeah i mean i, th- I think he's fine card mm-hmm. i think goblin opens up more archetypes yeah, I agree. Something that we're not thinking of yet, I think. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, ice water monsters or something like that. Yep. I mean, sure, he searches Gasper, and that's good, and that mm-hmm. might end up being really good. Mm-hmm. But um, he also searches other monsters, too. Yep, and he searches out uh, Bubliz, which I think is up yeah. there as well. And it's I think no Bubliz cost is... limit, right? Uh, it's it's no cost limit, correct. Yeah, which, so... Yeah, just search your deck for a monster, put it in your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that one, if I had to pick one right behind that, I would say Bubliz. Yeah, Bubliz is really good. Bubliz it's obviously is... the best of that rotation, I think. Yeah, I agree. Cards. I agree with that. So now we'll do the light and dark cards. Yeah. I mean, Yuri is the obvious answer, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he has the most upside, but I think Yuna and Gaudis are both pretty good, mm-hmm. and Sen is obviously. I think all the light and dark cards are good. I agree. I think this is, this might be one of the better sets of light and dark cards. I think they're all very playable. Yeah. I, I think the one that might have the most upside is probably Yuna, because I think, I think she's a build-around card. But the problem is, I, 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 I'm going to take that back. I think she has a lot of upside, but the fact that her name is Yuna is a little prohibitive. Yeah, but you can, now you can play her in YRP without playing That is true. Water. You, you can, can play, play Mono, that. Wind, YRP. Now. You can play Mono, Wind, YRP. You can play Wind, Earth, and play her if you want. Yeah, that is true. That is well, true. she's a summoner. She's not a goalie, actually. Right. So that's not as good. But 
I mean, she's still pretty good. She's above curve. Mm-hmm. She has two good abilities. I think Yuri's a better builder on card, though. I think Yuri's a fantastic card. Just being able to put Dull Freeze in any mono deck is really, really yeah. strong. Yeah, I think that's the best ability. Don't forget he can cut off forwards, too. He sure can. So, sure can. As long as they're targetable, obviously. Yep. Yeah, he's. A, I think he's a very, very strong card. And I can't wait to see what kind of shenanigans people build with him. I think he's very powerful and obviously Mono Wind because you get that whole engine with Trilinka, yeah. uh, their dad, their mom that searches them out. Yep. Um, well, the dad's in fire that puts them back together. But you could play the mom that searches them, and then you could shove Hope in there with his dad. Yeah. And that triggers Hope, too. It's true. So, and you could put Bards, who can be both. Yeah, but Bards can, uh, can... Well, I mean, we'll see if it's good or not, but... Yeah, it, for sure. So. Yeah, so that, I I I think um, I think I'm I'm just really excited about this set, man. There's a, there's a lot I want to try. Yeah. I'm I am me being a sucker for tribal synergies, man. I'm just excited to try out the five different Warrior of Light decks that I'm thinking of, and just to see which one ends up being the better build. Um, mm-hmm. I I do think whatever the ones that have Aegis in it are the the top tier I don't even think opinion. you need to play him in a warrior light deck I mean I think he's really good there too because he obviously Vegas? gives them all brave I'm thinking you could play him I think you could play him outside is all I'm saying yeah no, no I, I think yeah. I think so too I, I think he's he's good out just in any kind of fire X deck I yeah. yeah and you know you could even go earth wind and star Sybil him in or something or you you know you're running chaos cam you know you, you can fix you can fix your mana to put that guy in other builds yeah. like I, I think you know these these rainbow and now like the, the old rainbow warrior light deck got a little wackier too like it did. I, I might know. try to build it just to see what it looks like I can't wait to see what I, the, the I hobby Japan guys do with it man I think That's, it's gonna be hard to build I agree yeah I agree. I, I'm excited, man. But, uh, you know, just for the sake of, you know, this job getting ready to close up on us, we're going to go ahead and end it there. This one was a little bit faster. Our brains are kind of fried. Not really, been... 50 minutes. Oh, dude, we nailed it. Yeah. Dude, we're, 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 we're impressive. We nailed did it. <laughs> nailed it. Crushed it. <laughs> but, yeah, also, too, uh, you know, we told you, you know, talk about the – mention what cards you think Opus in Opus 6 had, you know, an impact, be it good, bad, or indifferent. But also sound off. Let us know what Opus 7 cards, you know, you're excited to brew with or what cards you think are going to have an impact from each element. Yep. So, you know, yeah, that's going to be it this week. Uh, next week we have our Soldier uh, Series event. We're going to do our podcast right after that. Hopefully we can get the winner on for that. And, um, you know, it'll it'll be our first look into Opus 7 so we can kind of, you know, kind of dissect what we see that <laughs> or, week. Or another look back at Opus 6. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be the retrospective part two. Yeah. I love it. So. I love it. That could be the name of the episode, retrospective part one, <laughs> question mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we got this week, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. See you later. Toodles. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.